morning. See Cal and Beth, if you're already here. Making it early for the Delta Road. I'm going to read out of Acts 20 this morning. It says, he's talking about heading to Jerusalem. And now behold, I go bound to Jerusalem, knowing, not knowing that which shall befall me, uh, save that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. I was reading this this morning and thinking about how much of the conflict of joy is due to counting my life dear. Yeah. I don't know about you, but my life is far too dear to myself. So I'm going to fix that tomorrow. Give myself all day to work on this. And by tomorrow, if you see joy from my life, it's because I'm... It's being counted a little less dear. Uh, there's no way to do that. <laughs> you know, there's, you can get up and resolve, Lord, you know. But uh, the things the Lord brings our way are to allow us to move away from the dear connection we have with our life. Uh, boy, it is. It's just there. And the Lord knows that. And uh, thank you, Lord. I think some of the reasons that we have new mercies every morning is to once again say, uh, Lord, uh, I know what you have. I don't know what awaits for me today, yeah. uh, but I know that what it is is going to remove me from the bond <laughs> that I have with my dear life. Yeah. And uh, I want to have the bond with your life, and one's got to be let go of, you know, one's got to be decreasing, and one's got to be increasing. Yeah, this could be the shortest service we've ever had, <laughs> because if you can take that to heart and put it to work and say, God, I'm so embarrassed about it. You know, we wouldn't have to have these elongated marathons, you know. We could conclude the matter quickly. Thank you. That's good stuff. Okay. Well, let's... I need to be short. Yeah. Let's gather. Amen. Zion is the place of singing. Zion is the place of
start here. Uh, the reason for it is uh, we had a lot of uh, folks that weren't here the other day. Thank you. And, uh, and I, I said this, and I, I liked it because it's the truth, and, and, it, and I came about it on a, in a different way. But a, a great gift that God gave you, some, most of you heard this, but there's some who didn't, and you really need to hear it. Uh, I, I wonder to what degree the, the note takers, the folks in, that are still in school, uh, take down some of these things because Gabriel's line today deserves a whole uh, hour at least because it's so much the cutting edge of where it is. And when people get up and tell you uh, uh, that, um, you know, they give you information that you already know. I don't care who they're talking about. It's interesting, but we need to know how to get there. And, and we know why, and we need to know why we're not getting there. And we need to be open to the fact that uh, God sees all things and, and we can be uh, really good actors, actresses in this thing, and, uh, but we're not fooling him. And those that have any discernment we're not fooling them either. But here's the deal. God made a mess of you so that you would say, help. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> the issue is if you didn't know you need, needed help, you would go on like the, the world goes on. And so it's a, it's a tremendous uh, leveler and uh, fuel for you to wake up and know that all along the way you need to say help. Uh, and the more help, <laughs> I mean, you have, to, you have to understand, God's intention is fully to get you home. He is more interested in you maturing and me maturing than, than I am or you are. That's the truth. His heart is for you to grow. The information and all the stuff and the years can't count. Uh, I, I said to a guy one day, he had a, I thought it was a really good word. And I said, man, man. What a word. And he said, yes, uh, well, we've, when we've lived in community as long as some of us have, and I don't know that he'd even been there three years. And I thought, you know, he started out with the shtick that somehow he had something. And I, I don't know why I stopped listening to him uh, from there on. Because whatever, and you've heard me say it, people come out here and they say, boy, you guys really know how to do it. Wow, Whitestone, wow. And I, I ask, uh, did, have you read that? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, he, he was so, 
you know, it's like he reminds me of Sister Betty, because Sister Betty wants everybody to know that they're wonderful. And uh, because they will be. Uh, and sometimes they are, and they should hear that. You should hear how valuable and, and what a treasure you are to God because he called you. And he will absolutely get you home. But it can be a time factor, okay? And if you don't know, if you don't know that you're in major trouble and the most significant thing for you is to be fully in with God. Uh, you, you just go in circles. You're on a religious merry-go-round. I've said that over and over. And it's true. And sometimes uh, if I could do, you know, do a flute or something, I would do a carousel song. Because we, you waste your time if you're not all in. Okay? Uh, you girls, you find a guy that's kind of interested in God, or semi, you know, you're smart if you just uh, kind of let him go south. Guys, same thing with the girls, no matter what they look like. Uh, I think I told you that Jesse um, had a relationship with a girl here in town. Jesse's a friend of mine, he's a policeman, and uh, you've met him, and really a good guy. And he... Uh, <laughs> He was really like this girl, and this girl kind of, you know, put him off, and she went to New York and uh, made some money, met a guy, and she had a child, and, uh, and that didn't work out. And she called Jesse once, and she said, Jesse, uh, how you doing? It's, you know, whoever it was, she said her name, no need for me to. But uh, uh, he, she said, why don't you... Uh, uh, come back and, and we'll fly out together and uh, you can help me raise my baby. How's that? Oh, well, you know, I, I think not. Somehow, I, I just didn't have that in mind uh, for, for my life. And Jesse has that, in, in, uh, but, but I don't, I'm, I'm sure he was hurt. We get hurt. I don't have a lot of uh, sympathy for people who, when they say, well, I'm glad they're not here anymore. Uh, glad it can be true. But I, I want you to know, you were so messed up, and you could not help yourself, and you can't now. Anytime I stop, I don't go anywhere. Anytime I just look around and admire the work and the praise and the wonder of things, and I'm not grounded to tell God, help, <laughs> we're not finished. And, and don't get me wrong, there are times when you, you're thankful for the dandelions that are coming and this first snowfall and all the things you can see on your jacket. But understand this, it's a gift. It's a gift. Most people do not know how much help they really, really need. So uh, let's think of it that way. And, and uh, I, I said a lot more. I don't know if I said anything else that was helpful, but it sure was to me that, uh, you know, 
and let me put it this way. You read Jeremiah, uh, and in Jeremiah 18, it's just, it's, this is very clear, but there's a time space. Uh, it's not in time, it just sits there, because here's the way it goes. The potter went down to make a uh, vessel, and he made the vessel, and it was marred. So he made, uh, he, he made the vessel another. He made it anew. Uh, you could see it because that's the context. But you don't see as you read it the time span. You don't. You see, I mean, I floundered around for years thinking, well, hey, I'm young, I'm cool, I'm vigorous. Hey, you know, I can do this. I, it's about me. It's, I was in love with me. And most of you have done that, or will. And, and fortunately, you know what really is happening here? There's some young people in here who already have a clue that they're not going to live for self. Sita. That's good stuff. Uh, when they find that out early, and I, you know, don't ask me ever why I found it out so late. I just didn't. And, and I, I would have an answer, perhaps. But here's one thing that in the early morning hours, I know that came from God. This came from God. What I'm going to give you now, I'll read it uh, to you. The rest of it, I hope it, the Lord's on it. You want him to be. But here it is. Then one said to him, Jesus, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him, that told him, Who is my mother? Now, if <laughs> I asked David this morning if, if his mom was online, and uh, she's a precious little person, and she just, she's just, uh, <laughs> I mean, she's funny. Uh, she said, I, I'm here, and, 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 and she's really in a place where uh, she's right on the cusp of seeing tomorrow. But before she goes, I want to tell you, uh, mother of David, he's a very wonderful young lad that you have uh, helped you know, that you spun. He's kind, and he's a true servant, and we all love him, okay? And we thank you for uh, your, your son, David. Is that not true? Yes. You could have responded better than that. I mean, she can hear you. And, uh, and you're not, no one wants to hear from you right now. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, who is my mother and my brethren? And it says here, he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, behold my mother. Yeah, and I looked around and you got apples like floating in a Halloween tub here and there. Your heads are everywhere. God thinks of you as his family. That's what he said to that crowd. 
Uh, please, for your sake, get a hold of that. You're not just anybody. You're not just a bunch of uh, scallywags that came north and built something. You're the family with the intention of God himself behind everything that you think and do, and he's there with a continuum. He is constant. You and I are somewhat intermittent, okay? And so that's where we are, and uh, I know he said that. I know God said it because I was waiting for, uh, uh, sitting there, and uh, there were a few things coming, but that was definite. You're his family. Why? If you do his will. You delay your progress when you do yours. I delay my progress when my day is filled with me. Okay? And, and uh, Kevin was kind enough to admit double-mindedness, and there's nobody in the room that hasn't been double-minded. And the only way you can ever track out of that is to say, God, I don't like my two loves. I love you quite a bit, but I love me and what I'm doing more. Okay? And please, please, this, this is for us. And uh, Jesus, uh, you know, people say, that was very rude. His mother was outside waiting for him. No, he was just telling you what's happened. And you know, it takes our people a long time to come to that. And I, I've been fortunate enough to travel the world for some 40 years. And, and, I, and there are people that are closer to me by spirit than blood. And you'll find that out too. And, and here's something I, I wanna say, because it is so significant, and there's a dearth, a, a great minus pool in this area, because God, when he gave the word to his son, when he, when he said to his son, see no man after the flesh. He meant every man. Every man. And if, if God has not chipped away at my psyche because of some of the people that I decided progressively not to like. Okay? Now, and you've heard me say this, and it's true. You cannot help who you love. The, 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 one of the funniest looking teachers I ever had, she was like uh, olive oil, just skinny, and, and, but she was so with it, and she loved her topic, and I just thought she was so wonderful, and I just, I just poured out and worked like crazy to, to get a perfect paper because I just liked her. I couldn't help myself. She was there, just sparkling. You know, and you know yourself, you tend to work better when you're in love, when you care, when there's something working.
Is that not true? But you can love people and they don't necessarily love you. Now, I, I'm talking to somebody, I'm talking to Jesse last night on the phone and he was talking about San Francisco getting cleaned up and the mess there and how all of a sudden everything was gone. All the, all the dope pushers and everything, they cleared it. You know, the Chinese are coming to town and, and, and Betty, Betty's lying there in bed and, and I'm talking to Jesse about something else and she said, I love you, Jesse. Jesse, you know that. And she said, I love you, Sister Betty. And, and, but let me tell you, you are, are committed as sons and daughters, and so am I, to, you know, I'll say it again. You can't help who you love. And you also can't help who you don't like. Would you say that's true? Where do, you, where do you get it? Are you in a place today? That's a question. Don't answer it, please. Except to yourself. Can you say that you are working on seeing no one after the flesh? Some of you want to say something. Don't. Because we're all embarrassed about you know, and if you hate your brother, you're a liar. You're not even in the program. If there's somebody in this place that you absolutely are working in a despising way, you're out of the program. You're dead in the water, darlings. And you know how many times I've found myself over the years dead in the water? I even went so far one time to say, God, if you just get rid of her, this would be a good camp. Was I in a good place? No. But when you come to the fit place that God lets you know, when he, when he tells you, and you can, you can strip down to the, the blood and bone of your persona and be honest with him, you can go somewhere. Okay? You really can. And if you don't, you won't. And you know, I don't, I'm wondering, and I've been here a long time, and, and I've, you know, we've all been back and forth. God is constant. We are intermittent. We can be like the weather. Right? Uh, girls, do you want to we uh, marry a weatherman? Boys, do you want your girl to be just a... You know, this and that. Well, she can't help herself if she's not in God. She can't. And neither can you. I was telling somebody recently, I think I could really make a pile of money if I could just get a job in marriage encounter. And I'd write the thing myself about my background and, you know, um, 67 years of marriage. Uh, a man who has deep insight into relationship. <laughs> and, but if I, could, if I could parade my failure in a way that had some laughs in it, maybe somebody would listen. But you know, we're always, you know, that this is the fickle part of you. This is the fickle part of me. Our particular line 
goes wandering like a whore in the night. This soul of yours has to be fastened down to God himself. If it's not, it will find things to do. You know, you know what is really, I, I don't have my phone. Did you have my phone, Betty? Okay, yeah. I mean, how's this for a social night when everybody you're with or everybody comes into the room and they, they've got a love affair with Google. Is that what we're all about? Is that where we're going? It kind of is where we're going in some ways. There's good stuff out there. There is. And we're not saying, oh, don't use your computer. Don't use your, your phone. But it really is an insult to sit down or to walk in a room uh, with people that are sons of God and they're your family. You know, when you come to terms that this is your family, it'll be a little different situation. Now, I'm not talking about a cognitive awareness. We've had that for years. I'm talking about down in the gut root of where you walk and where you live. If you don't believe that, you'll stay the same. You, you won't work on it. But you have a God. If you'll tell him, you know, Ermina's just a real pain. And God forgive me for hating her. But everything she does just take me, takes me right to the edge of the pier and I feel like I'm in hell. It's not good. I know I'm lying. Can you help me? And believe me, he, he is more interested in your change than you are. And I, you're talking to an old guy who's kind of discovered these things too late. Maybe that's the reason God let me be such a floundering late arriver. I don't know. But we are his family by the intention of Almighty God. And he is not satisfied with our progress that he says, Hey, you, you guys have been here for 42 years. Relax a little. Enjoy yourself. You know. And... Someone says, well, how's it going there? What does it look like at home? And I would say, absolutely like a hospital. Uh, like a bombed out, uh, uh, you know, we're in so much trouble, you can't even, I, I can't even tell you. Because when you, when you measure and see what God is asking you to do, he's asking me to do what our brother said right there. Break off this love relationship with yourself and transfer that. I mean, even psychotherapists will tell somebody, you're thinking too much about yourself. Find something where you can serve others. That's a good thing. Even on a humanistic level, that'll help a little. But it won't help until you and God are together. If you don't Get together with him, do something else. And you've heard me say this, and I know our guests are here, but, uh, and, and probably uh, uh, you and your wife have a good understanding of this. 
Sometimes people have to get the love relationship for the world. They've got to get it out of their system. So go ahead. Uh, you know, my, my boys to some of my relatives, you just go ahead and go to hell, you'll be back. Okay? And because that's where we, that's really what's next. You know, I tell God, I'm really serious about this now. Oh God, I, I, please deliver me from this. And he says, okay, let's see. You want to be delivered? And uh, don't we know how much ugly pretense there is? Don't we? And how we, we lie to God. But remember, he, he put you in that place. He put you where you couldn't know the truth and still can't. You're dead stop wherever you are if he isn't the author. I can't be the author of my finish. And neither can you. And that's, that's kind of important for us to get across. I wrote a couple of these things down and we shouldn't be too long today. You and I are not the source to deliver ourselves. Is that true? We have a source. And dear ones, for, for the sake of your children and for the sake of, of, of your heavenly Father who loves you, <laughs> with the unsearchable riches of his greatness. And he will never, ever do anything to permanently hurt you. Never. That's the kind of father we have. And, and until we believe that, that we're going to go, can I, can I go there? And let me say this. When, when, you, when you read... In, in uh, uh, Genesis uh, 28, it, it's about the angels going up and down. And, they, and the, the, the staircase, the ladder, whatever, however you want to put it, is on the earth. And the angels are going up and down from the earth. Now, here's the take home today. Please. Growth comes when you, who have been born from above, do your negotiation with the one who birthed you, with him, to go on in whatever he would have you do. And then, you know, I've said this over and over, and I'm sorry I don't get a, a, a new one, but my step today would be <laughs> into a Newport fall. I do not know what God would ask me to do. You know? I, I told you my grandson who's been in, 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 in the depths of hell, it looks like he, he wants to know about the love of God. And I called him early this morning, but I forgot he's a, he's a night owl. And, and I'm saying, God, thank you. Thank you for showing me that you can go to the deepest hell. You, you have the capacity.
would go into the, the caravans of filth and darkness and take those that you have and bring them up from wherever they are. And, and some of that I've experienced, some of it I have. You know, I look back, and you don't want to hear, hear my story because you have your own. You have your own to make. You know, the, we look at history, we get it from behind. You're making history, dear ones, by going forward. If God is the author, oh, the history that will be there for you, <laughs> that you will leave the, actually will be alive. And, and here it is again. Let me say it again. You and I have to understand Satan's playground is where we are. He owns the political. He owns the music. He owns the sports. He owns every aspect of that which is not heading toward godliness. He's the owner. He has a grip, and he has a strong grip on our attention. I, I, please ask God for this, because I can't, you know, I, I, I wish, you, you know, there are times you sit back and you say, God, would you flood the folks with yourself? Because if you get this, if you realize the stinking amount of time you spend with your eyes on what you can see and don't negotiate with a God who's unseen. That you, you, you feel a change. I mean, I told you this. If I didn't, it's worth it. We've got a few people who may not have heard it. I was in college and someone said, no, you, you, uh, when you're born again, Bill, you'll be able to look at a woman without thinking of of uh, ugly things. And I said, I swore. And I said, that is a bunch of blah, blah, blah. And the guy said, no, you will. And I was right on the edge and I said, God, I don't know about all these lying people, religious nuts that are talking to me, but would you, I want, I want to give myself to you. And I did. <laughs> the next day I saw the guy. And of course, I came out of high school and I was, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm looking around, I'm finding a woman. She's got to be not just any woman. Ta-da! <laughs> Poor Betty happened to be the one. That, I mean, he, she's a missionary's daughter, so she, you know, naturally she had a missionary project ahead of her, I guess. She didn't know. But I said to the guy, it's right! The Spirit of God, there's, there's something real. I was just dumber than dumb. And you have been too, and you can, you can seal that off and miss the, the program. I mean, you can miss the majesty of what God wants to do inside you. You miss it because you're so glued to what's here. And, and don't try to go out and spend time and the mystical, just tell God you, you have a struggle with it or that you're concreted or you got super glued and you can't move. But tell him the plight. Let him know 
really where you are. Let me, I'll read something and we can uh, get out of here. Colossians uh, chapter, well, I think it's three. Doesn't matter, you'll find it. No, I don't want to go there. Yeah, here it is. Second Corinthians. No, Second Corinthians 4. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That's not uh, something that you look forward to. You have to die to yourself every day if you're real. If you're a real Christian, you know that today might not bring you a Valentine or a birthday cake or, uh, you know, everything you want. And sometimes it will. You don't know what God has for you. Is that not true? Are, are there some days that are better than others? Yeah. And who makes them better? Well, the king. All right. Why? That the, his life would come forth. So death works in us. He's talking about the apostolic word or whether it's a prophet or whoever it is. If they have died and they give you something, then death had to work in them and life will be for you. That's why when you read Paul, Paul had to die to his way so that he could <laughs> talk to the Corinthians and the Galatians and, and, and the rest of the crowd. Understand that. All right. And then he, then he says this, uh, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. God is not making a mistake. He's going to take you up. You're going up in time. I don't want to go up in a diaper when it's over. I don't want to face him, you know, with uh, the adolescent idiocy that uh, I can be prone to. Some people take years to get out of their adolescence. I could have heard that old man. Did you? You would have been. <laughs> you couldn't have heard it. Yeah. They always have some excuse. <laughs> now, listen to it. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, verse 17, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, here it is again, but the th read it with me, but at the things, wait, wait, I'll hold it. Would you, if you got a kid there, or high school kid, you got a Bible open. You know, some of you got, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, just straight out. You come in and, and you needed to write down what our brother said. You need to listen to it word for word and jot it down. 
because it's life-giving. It didn't come from Gabriel, okay? Gabriel didn't, you know, because he's a good boy, he didn't wake up one day and, and have this. It came from God. And a lot of our, our I, I look around and I see the, you know, frequently the, the floating heads. It's all right. Who knocked it out? You cannot grow with your eyes on the flesh. Yours. When God says, well, let, let's take a few minutes here today and, and we haven't been too long yet. We haven't, if we could do 12 minutes with this, I'd like to hear from you what is above what does it mean to keep your eyes on those things above? What? Hope is not something that is necessarily here. That looks pretty hopeless here, doesn't it? You're right. Hope. And without hope, you lose God. God's not in the picture. I told Gary Vincent that the other day. And I said, Gary, and he said, well, I guess I have some, but, but you lose hope and God's not there. Because if you come to God that you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. And if you feel hopeless, that's not from God. He doesn't give you that. That came from the darkness. Okay? What else is above? Anyone? If we don't know, we're not going to get, yeah. The country that we're made for, the, 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 the new country. We don't, we're aliens here. We're in cars. We don't belong here. This is not our realm. There's oh. another realm, another country, another people we're made for. Okay, can we be a little more specific? I, I, I haven't seen that country. I've heard about it, and how do I hear? Well, we actually do see parts of that country. Yes, we do. And the life. Yeah. Yeah. Bill? Go ahead. I wanted David to tell a story about, I was so impressed with it. It was about, uh, we don't have to name them, but two of our young men he was fishing with. Because you were talking about the <coughs> And to me, to have people in our midst that are young, yeah. Why don't you get up here and tell it? Because you, you told the story pretty well. Yeah, go ahead, David. She, she's not going to relinquish. <laughs> I, was just, I was fishing with the two boys, because you know what a fisherman I am. And, and um, I took out Elliot and Liam, and they're two different characters. I don't know if you know that. You should spend some time with them together, and we'll find out. And, Liam uh, was, uh, we're in this boat, and Liam, within five or ten minutes, Elliot has this nice trout that we pulled in together, and it was a nice fish. So after about 30 minutes, maybe an hour, Liam says, I'll, I'll never catch a fish. <laughs> now, that I totally understand, right? That's pretty much my experience. And um, Elliot, 
Elliot rises up in the spirit and says, Liam, your problem is you don't believe. <laughs> he says, and, and so a minute later, Liam said something else that wasn't quite as bright and sunny about fishing. And <laughs> Elliot rises up again and says, that's what I'm talking about. When, before I come out here, I believe I'm going to get a fish. When I'm out here, I believe I'm going to get a fish. And I still am believing. So that's your problem. Yeah, and, and really, really, it's, it can be all our problem because of the deserving. No, it, that is true. You, if you pray for someone that's a problem to you, wife, husband, friend, whoever, and you say, God, I know you're going to help me. It's a lot different thing as, I know that I'm wasting your time, but here I am. Well, that, because without faith, you cannot please him. You have to believe that he's a rewarder because you believe he's there. All right. How about Pilate when he was talking to the Lord Jesus and he said, do you know that I have the power over you? What did the Lord say? You don't have any power unless it comes from above. So he was pretty much at ease in the midst of that. And, and please, can we come to that kind of understanding that nothing is going to ever befall you except what your father deems necessary to wake you into the, the sonship of which you've been born. It's another dimension. It's a marvelous dimension. And, and, and I, think, I think I can say that the praise leaders and the people who lead praise, they've had so much of that liftoff and that presence that they, they want more of it. Emerson wanted more of it. I, I spent you know, hours in the early days with my three or four terrible chords. I'm glad I didn't record it. You know, and my, my daughter said, I think God gets tired of your four chords, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but folks, the, the, the life that we've missed, we can make a turn as a family. We can, we can together cry out for the indifference that's here, or those that are glued, super glued, to just what they see. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read this and... Would you know the sublime and the exalted angelic in the Christian life? See what the Son of God said. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength and thy neighbor as thyself. On these two, saith he, hang all the law and the prophets. And without these two things, no good light can ever arise or enter into your soul. 
take all the sciences, shine all the accomplishments of the lettered world, and they will only lead you from one vain passion to another. Everything you send out from within you is selfish, vain, and bad. Everything you see or perceive from without will be received with a bad spirit. Till these two heavenly tempers have overcome the natural perverseness of the fallen nature. And, and it's clear, we've heard it, we've heard it so many times. You love the Lord thy God with all thy strength. With all. And, and your neighbor as yourself. And we can't do that. That's an impossible flight. We just can't. He said, do the impossible. See no man after the flesh. I, I, and, and, and let me conclude here and say, look, there's a line in the, in the Bible where it says the men are bent over like women, travailing, saying, please, God, God, help us, help us. And if you don't cry like a woman who's in the middle of delivering a man-child, in all probability, you're not going to see any help from God to the, to the degree you will. If you say, God, I can't do this. You ask me to walk in a realm that I can't see with a spirit that only is, is there occasionally. But, but because God wants to share everything. And I love God's line there when he said, look up there. See all those stars? <laughs> your sons, your daughters, what comes forth from you like the sands of the sea and the stars in the sky. God help us to know we don't want to be ground bound. We don't want to be grounded here, waiting for some good thing to come our way. We have to go get it, but he has to be the one who releases us with his heart and his direction. Bless you in this, bless me. We've done a lot of talking, <laughs> you know. People don't want to hear a lot of noise anymore, they want to see the action. And I'll tell you, when when somebody breaks through in resurrection life and multitudes who've lived and proven it and love God more than they love themselves, <laughs> we'll see it. God help us. Why not us? Why somebody else? You know, we've got brothers and sisters all over the world tonight. And, you know, some days lift up your heart and say, God, Strengthen them, waken them, send an angel, send help, because they need to know. Lord, we thank you for this day. Don't make it just another day for any of us. Uh, you, <laughs> it, it pleased you to bruise your son for mankind. And what a release he has given. And now uh, you've put it on us to grow. 
to reach in, to see nothing after the natural, to keep our eyes on that which is above. God, give us eyes to know that we're not a think about what we're to say, but you said you will be our mouthpiece and no one will be able to gainsay what you put in our mouth to speak if it comes from you and they'll not be able to resist anything that comes from your mind. Great one, give us the, the ache and wake us up like women bringing forth the man-child because that's what we're doing. That's what you've asked us to be for Jesus' sake. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.